the past couple of weeks we've been learning about the lord's return the king is at the door and we are called to live with a heavenly perspective with his coming in our mind living waiting for the king to return and even though jesus has delayed in his coming you know the delay is so that each generation has only that much time to prepare whether he comes in my generation or not i have only my lifetime to prepare for his coming so that is why the lord is telling every generation be ready and live like i'm coming soon because his his coming is near and our time to meet him is also near you know the apostle paul often refers to our journey in the faith as a race and one such reference is in 1st corinthians chapter 9 you know the city of corinth was a big city and it hosted something like the olympic games every 2 years they were called the isthmian games and the whole city was involved in those games it was a big event for the city and people from all around the surrounding regions would come together to witness those games so paul knew that the corinthian people were familiar with races and athletics and the most important races for these games were horse horse racing and athletic games so paul writes to the corinthian church in first corinthians chapter 9 and verses 24 onwards do you not know that those who run in a race all run but only one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it the christian life is like a race we are all running it but we may be able to run in a way that we don't win the prize this is not a race between ourselves but this is like an obstacle course we are not competing with one another but we have obstacles to overcome in this race and everyone who reaches the finish line has a prize so paul says run in such a way that you don't miss your prize which means you can run in a way that you will miss your prize there is a training for everyone that wants to run a race and paul says in verse 25 everyone who competes for the prize is temperate or self-controlled in all things now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown paul would have probably seen the life of the athletes of those days the athletes had strict training routines they would say no to many things for the purpose of winning that race and even today we know to win an athletic race requires a lot of sacrifice there is a lot of training that goes into winning the prize you have to train and you have to be self controlled in your eating in your sleeping in in even your associations in your time that you spend in your hobbies in everything there has to be a self control and it is the same with the christian life the christian race the, as as apostle paul says he who is running the race is self controlled or temperate in all things and they do it to win a perishable crown the crown for these games at corinth was a a crown made of celery leaves which would die out in a few days and some money to go with it So when Paul looked at how they were training for this race and all they get was a crown of celery leaves he thought how much more worth is our race where we are running for an imperishable crown and he said they are training so much for a crown that lasts four days how much more must we train for the imperishable crown that God has kept for us 
know, for the race, there is a training, there is a running, and there is a raining. After the training, it's not enough to just train. It also matters how you run. And Paul says in verse 26, Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty, and thus I fight not as one who beats the air. How can you run with uncertainty? Have you ever seen someone run a race uncertainly? Or why would they run uncertainly? Maybe they didn't know the course that they were supposed to take. Or maybe they didn't know for sure the purpose of this whole race. Maybe they got the finish line wrong and they got distracted from the race course. Or maybe they were not even prepared enough. They were not trained enough for the race that they had set out on. Paul says, I'm not running with uncertainty. What about our lives? What about our races? Have we trained well enough? And how are we running? Are we running uncertainly where we don't know the finish line? Which is why Jesus kept his return and the prize of of meeting him and the prize with which he would give us, the crown of righteousness. This was the, the finish line. And he tells us to keep that in our minds as we run a race. Are we doing that? If not, let me remind you and encourage you this morning time to run, to, to re-look at how you're running the race. Is it uncertainly? Are you sure of the destination? Are you sure of the speed with which you're going? Are you sure of the track that you're supposed to take? Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 also says, And if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The king has also informed us of the rules of the race and he's given us clear instructions of how to run the race. No one will be crowned unless they have kept the rules. Can I encourage you to dive into his word and know the rules the king has set for this race? You know, Paul also likens the life that we're living to a fight. And there are different ways to fight. He says, I don't fight as someone beating the air who does not know where my real enemy is. You know, sometimes we can, if we can't see the enemy, or if we, not, if we get the wrong enemy, we end up fighting the wrong battle. If your enemy is someone that you can see, you're most probably fighting a wrong battle. Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. We are not fighting against people. If your enemy is flesh and blood, then maybe you're beating the air. Maybe you're fighting the wrong battle. Amen. We are meant to fight another battle. And I want to encourage you this morning, if, if you are fighting a battle, if you feel that your enemy is a person, God wants you to lift your eyes and God wants to tell you that is not your enemy. That is not the person you're, you're meant to be fighting with. The real fight, the real fight is with the powers of darkness. And we fight them by obeying the Lord and his word. So Paul says, I don't fight as someone who's simply beating the air. But I know my enemy and I know where he is. And I fight strategically and I fight to win. And how does he do it? He goes on in verse 27 saying, but I discipline my body and I bring it un into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Training ourselves for the race. Training and then the running and then the reigning. These are the three parts of the Christian life. 
that we just want to meditate on this morning. How are you training? Paul says, I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. Why? Because he had his eyes on his heavenly reward. He had his eyes on the eternal, imperishable crown, which he knew that the Lord was keeping for him. Are your eyes on that crown? Can you see the crown that God is keeping for you at the end of your race? And this race of life is not meant to be easy. There are many obstacles in the way. But God gives us the grace and the ability to overcome the obstacles and wants every single one of us to win this race. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 also tell us about a race. And many of us are familiar with these scriptures. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God the author tells us of a race in a huge stadium and there are we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and onlookers and we are running our race and they are all there to cheer us on in the race even from the heavens they are watching as we run so he's encouraging us run well because you have a huge cloud of encouragers and cheerers that are helping you to run well and he says how should you run lay aside Throw aside every weight because he sees that there are weights on us that keep us from running well. And there are sins that pull us back from running well. If you know athlete, uh, athletes, they, they try to keep themselves as light as possible to go the fastest and the farthest. And even in your Christian life, we need to stay as light as possible. Lay aside every weight. Anything that is heavy will pull you down in your race. Anything that is, that is not meant to be there will, is an added weight that adds to what you need to fight against. What are some obstacles? What are some weights that, that we need to lay aside? I'm just going to touch on three or four different weights that we need to make sure we are not carrying. Because these things will hinder you in your race. One of them is love for the self and for the world. We are meant to be heavenly minded, to keep our eyes on the things above, not on the things below. And so if, if our hearts are fixed in the things around us, on the things of the world, they're going to constantly pull us back and pull us down in this race. 1 John chapter 2, 15 to 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love for the self and love for the world is a huge weight that pulls down many of God's children as they have embarked on the race. And it keeps, it draws them back and says, don't go after the heavenly prize. Stay after the things in this world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lusts of it but he who does the will of God abides forever. Love for the world and lusts for the things of the world pull us back when we are trying to run well. And they keep us from finishing our race to win the prize. Now the love for the self can manifest in so many different ways. Uh, like, like the author says, 
the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, covetousness by seeing things that you want, and the pride of life, the exaltation of the self, and lifting up of ourself, all of these are weights that need to be thrown off. You know, breaking the weight is radically denying oneself and radically cutting off some of these things from our lives. Another weight that many hold and pull many people back are the anxieties of life. Luke chapter 12 verse 29 says, Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. He says, don't seek, don't go after what you should eat and what you should drink. Don't be of an anxious mind because your heavenly father has already seen, has already made provision for the race. Don't be of a doubtful mind or in the, the literal word for meaning of the word anxious mind is living in careful suspense. You're always on the edge wondering what is going to happen tomorrow? How am I going to take care of the needs of tomorrow? He says the nations of the world seek after these things. In the parable of the sower, the seed that fell on the thorny ground was choked by anxieties of the world and deceitfulness of riches and pleasures of this life. So anxieties are a load that will slow you down. They keep you from running fast as you should. If you're burdened by anxieties, and today in a world of uncertainty, it is easy to get anxious. What will happen if I go there or, or if I get the, so get the disease? But we cannot afford to slow down in our race because we are running for a heavenly prize. So I encourage you, lay down. If, if you are held down by an anxious mind, the Lord would desire you to trust, to put your trust in him, knowing that your heavenly father knows that you need these things and he is in control. He says the nations of the world seek after these things, but you seek after the, the things in, in, in the, of the kingdom. Amen. So anxieties are not meant to hold us down and to pull us down. Deceitfulness of riches and love for money and wealth and possessions is another weight that pulls down the athletes of God's kingdom. Luke 12.15 says, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. In the world today, the more you have, the better you are, the safer you are, the, the more envied you are. But God's word says your abundance of possessions adds nothing to you. Your life is not in, the, in all the things that you have. And he talks about the parable of the rich man who is building up storehouses for himself. But God says today your soul will be required. What will you do then? And he says be rich towards God. Where are you accumulating wealth? Not, we are not called to accumulate wealth here on this earth. That will slow you down in your race. We are called to accumulate treasures in heaven by living sacrificially, giving to the Lord whenever he desires, when he asks, and to live a life that is not held by, the, by possessions and wealth. Another thing that slows you down in your race is habitual sin. Like the, the author of Hebrews said, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets you. 
the habitual sins that keep coming there it's so easy for you you've tried you've tried to overcome but you keep so easily falling into them they're keeping you from running your race and god is asking to let those sins go it it as just as easy it is as it has come the holy spirit can enable us to leave behind those sins habitual sins that so easily beset us you may think it's okay you may think that it's not hurting anybody but god says it's slowing you down it's slowing you down in your race and god wants you this morning even to pick up speed again the marathon is not over the race is not over yet there is still chance to get back into the course and to run for the finish line so lay those sins aside and tell god lord i want to get into the race and i want to begin running again and i want to run for that heavenly crown not for a perishable crown which is here today and gone in a few days but for the eternal crown that you have kept for me another weight that god's word talks about is false teachings and false doctrines in galatians 5:7 paul tells the galatian church you were running well who stopped you who hindered you from running well that you should not obey the truth watch what you are listening to what you are hearing what you are learning false doctrines false teachings can deceive you from god's purpose and from god's plan and they can take you off your track you know every one of us has a track that god has destined for us to run has our own different obstacles that we need to overcome false teaching false doctrine take you off the track and they say oh that's not your course you can run off the course you can run out of the field so paul tells the galatians that you were running so well who taught you these things to distract you from from your race that you should not obey the truth for the galatian church it was the teachings of legalism that came into the, into the church for others it can be the teachings of licentiousness or or, lib, or or being liberal or doing whatever you want so whatever false doctrines which are rampant in the world today these teachings take you away from your course and i urge you and encourage you to stay in the word of god and stand in the truth of god's word so that nothing and no one will take you away from your course the race is not meant to be an easy one there are many obstacles in the way if you know those who do obstacle course races train many months many years even in advance for to build up the stamina to get over those things how much more must we in the church also take our race seriously sometimes the race will get really hard sometimes it will you may be tempted to give up because it seems too long but god tells us to stay there to stay in to stay focused in james 1 and verse 12 he says blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which god has promised to those who love him those who persevere and endure till the end in the race not giving up when it gets hard they god promises them that they will be given a heavenly crown amen the race is not meant to be easy which is why an imperishable crown is waiting for us and we know that we are in the last days the lord is coming soon and he has given us some instructions his word is full of them for the race but there are some specific things that he has told us for the last lap of the race and in luke 21 his disciples asked him in verse 7 they say master when shall these things be what sign will there be 
when these things will come to pass. And Jesus gives them some specific instructions about what to do in the last leg of the race and how to hold on so that they don't miss their crown. First he says, take heed and don't be deceived for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ. So he warns us, the sign would be that many will come saying that I am the Christ. But what are we to do? to stay in the race. He says, take heed, watch out, don't be deceived. And in these days, to guard our hearts, to not go into any form of deception. Then he says, you will hear wars and commotions. And he tells us, don't be terrified. When you hear, when you look in the newspaper and you see nations rising up against other nations, his instruction for us, for the race is, don't be terrified and don't be afraid for these things must come to pass. Then he goes on to say in verse 12, They will lay their hands on you. They will persecute you. They will deliver you up to the synagogues and into prisons. And you will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. That was another sign that it was the last lap of the race. And he said, Settle it in your hearts not to meditate before what you will answer. Because at that time, my father will give you a mouth and a wisdom that your adversaries, your enemies will not be able to say, to resist or speak anything against. So his instruction was to guard our hearts and to decide that we will trust in the wisdom of the Father. And when persecution comes, even families may betray one another. He tells us in verse 19, in your patience, possess your soul. Hold on to patience. Don't give up running. Keep running the race. Keep at it because the crown is near. And he, the Lord is, is cheering you on. He says, in your patience, possess your souls. Another sign would be Jerusalem surrounded by armies. When you know, when you see that, you know that the end is near. And for that sign, the one thing he says is, run to the mountains, run wherever you can get safety. Another sign that Jesus says about the last days is there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. And many of those things we even see happening today. Nations are distressed together. Nations are perplexed. They don't know how to handle the things coming against them. The oceans and the waves are, are roaring like never before. There are signs in the heavens. Men's hearts will fail them for fear and for looking after the things which are coming on the earth. The hearts of men are becoming so afraid when they're looking at the things that are happening around them. And then will they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, his instruction to us, the churches, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. When the world is in confusion, when the world is perplexed and the nations are distressed, the Lord is telling us lift, look up, lift up your heads because your deliverance is coming near. This is a time and a season for us not to look down, not to be discouraged, not to be weighed down but to look up because our Lord is, is soon coming in the clouds. And these are signs that the Lord said, the signs that you're in the last lap, the last leg of the race. I know many of you hearing this may think, how am I going to run this race well? How am I going to finish this course? Am I ever going to make it for the eternal crown that the Lord has kept for me? I want to encourage you that Jesus did not leave us without comfort. 
And before he left, he gave us a coach, knowing that we would need a good coach for this race. He left us with the wonderful comfort of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17, he says, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter who will abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. And in, in, uh, and he goes on also to say that you know him because he dwells with you and he will be in you. The, the comfort of the Holy Spirit is meant to remind us of the things which God has spoken to us. And he's a great coach. And even today as this is the, as the world over, we celebrate the day of Pentecost, which was 10 days after Jesus' ascension, the disciples were gathered together in the upper room and they were praying. They didn't know what to expect. But Jesus said, wait in the room and wait till I send the promise of my Father. And while they were waiting on the day of Pentecost, the Word of God says that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them and they all began, were filled in the Spirit, began speaking in new tongues. Tongues of fire descended upon every one of them and they were transformed like uh, into totally different people. And they went on and we read how each one of them pursued and went after their race. And this, this morning as we also remember that day more than 2,000 years ago, when the Spirit of God was poured out from on high. I want to just pray for everyone that is watching. I know your race is not my race. Your obstacles are not my obstacles. But we all have the same God and the same coach who is able to help me finish my race and help you finish your race. And He is able and He is there to remind you. He's there to encourage you. He's there to strengthen you when you feel weak in the race. If you will only partner with the Holy Spirit. And let I just want to pray over everyone that is watching today that there will be an outpouring even in our lives and there will be a filling of the Holy Spirit like never before and we will keep our eyes on the eternal prize before I close I want to end with this verse in 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 and 8 this is Paul writing to Timothy at the end of his life he says I have fought a good fight I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. I have fought a good fight, which means I didn't fight the wrong battle. I didn't fight the wrong enemy. I didn't fight flesh and blood. I fought the right enemy and I fought well and I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I don't know about yours. Maybe yours is longer or shorter or more difficult, but I am only meant to run my course. And Paul says, I have finished it. I ran it. I overcame the obstacles and I finished my course and I have kept the faith. I have held on to what I have believed until the end. Now I know that there is a crown of righteousness that is waiting for me, which my Lord, the righteous judge, is going to give me. And I want to pray this morning for every one of us that is watching, that you will also, at the end of your journey, at the end of your race, say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. 
I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. And now I have a crown of righteousness waiting for me. Father, I just pray and release the presence of the Holy Spirit upon everyone that is watching. Lord, on this day, as the world celebrates the day of Pentecost, we join together with them and we ask for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit into our lives. God, the race is long and the obstacles are bigger than maybe many of us can overcome. But the Holy Spirit in us is our ability. And he will help us to run over those obstacles and to overcome those challenges. And we want, Lord, to keep our eyes on the eternal crown. We are not running for a perishable crown, but we are running for an imperishable crown that cannot fade, a crown of glory and a crown of righteousness. And I thank you for your presence. I just pray that an outpouring and the presence of the Holy Spirit upon everyone that is watching. Fill us, Lord, afresh. Fill us anew, God. For a new season. Give us a new infilling, Lord. Help us even in this last lap of the race. We want to keep our eyes on you. We want to remember the instructions very closely and we want to finish our race well. I pray that God, the presence of the Lord will fill your homes. In Jesus' name, amen.